the new Parkway Theater, where good food, diverse entertainment, and community create a place for everyone. For showtimes and special events, check out www.thenewparkway.com. You are listening to High School Fabulous, where sports is the lane, comedy is the pilot, and the sweet Jeeva is our jet fuel. Please sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello. You know, I really want, I want a six-day work week. I want a six-day, five-hour work week. I want a super siesta. I want to come into work. I want to take a shit for 30 minutes. And <laughs> four and a half hours. I do nothing. <laughs> I want to do that six days a week. I don't want to do that six days a week. Nigga, see, this is the problem with you urban Negroes. Y'all don't actually like to do shit and go, like, do overnights. Y'all niggas be like, man, I can just think I just... Like Brandon's classically trained Negro, doesn't afraid of dirt and water. You know what I'm saying? Y'all niggas need to be able to like, hey man, I want to be able to drive three to eight hours away and know that I can still have a good time where I'm at and not be rushing back. Okay? You I just need- want to go do Irish car bomb. <laughs> That's actually an offensive term. We don't use that. I bet the weed. <laughs> yeah, you heard that, Adarius? We don't use that. Oh, I, I got that. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and the Twitter. Also, catch us on Patreon. Tap in. We got some new video content, bonus conversations, too spicy for our general uh, episodes to be heard. So, if you want to hear some of those other conversations, tap into patreon.com backslash High Score 510. And we are here with this is AG3. Coming at you faster than um, than me changing the channel during this NBA playoffs that Jared told me is going to be all exciting. Got nothing but blowouts. Benny, where's the hash? In the middle of Camden on the third shelf. That's not hash, it's tuna fish. Well, shit, make some tuna then. You got to do something about them eyes, Benny. You got my mouth all ready for hash and eggs and you ain't got no hash. You can't keep fucking with me that way. Bitch, please. And we are here with... What's up, y'all? It's Adarius, a.k.a. <clears throat> Hold on, let me do that again. <laughs> What's up, y'all? <clears throat> God dang. It's Adarius, uh clearing out my throat. Because <laughs> I just had to pay my rent. Uh, a.k.a. smoking out with your mama or your auntie. My auntie ain't got no teeth, so feel free to smoke out with her. Because she already smoked her teeth out. Wrote a song about it. Like, here you go. And my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJ Art with two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just Jart. I see some women can't do anything without a man. Why are you lying me? Don't you know that this kind of game only brings me and Jamaica closer and guarantees that you and I never get together again? Never! But for me to lie on you, I'd have to care about you. And believe me, I don't give a damn about neither one of y'all. Ain't that. That's why I wear my ring on the wrong finger. Because I married the wrong woman. Mm. Hair look like the oh. back of a toaster. Your mama. My mama? 
Yeah, your whole family. Ain't that a look at you. Mama's so old, she was there first day of slavery. That's okay. Your mama's so dumb, she thought a quarterback was a refund. Oh, ain't that a look. Your mama's so dumb, they told her it was chilly outside. She wouldn't got a bowl. Who was that? Because that was a joke that Robin Harris said in his stand-up. That was Bebe's kids. That was Robin Williams. That was Robin Harris. You got to watch that stand-up. Because, see, that, that seems a little clean version. I've seen, I seen it stand up back in the day, but I was young, so I have to rewatch it. But I did watch it. My dad was, he liked that shit. Dude, he was one of my best stand up comedians to watch. And Brandon said he died when he was 36. Nigga looked like he was 50. He did look old, man. That's that diabetes age, you man. We got a good show today. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. He was older than 36. That nigga had to be older than 36. God damn. Brandon Why did Brandon wrong. say he was 36 last week? He said Brandon said nah, he was 36. We gotta 36. get that verified, man. Yeah, he looked like he was older. I wasn't gonna let that ride, man. I'm sorry. Uh, Stat correction for Brandon. Here we go. Let's see. Stat correction. Damn, he was 36. <laughs> He looked 10 times older. That's why they had him playing. Oh, my God. He died in 1990. So they had him at 35. You got to do the math on that. Hold on. He was basically the same age as Clay. He was younger than me. About a year and a half. He was basically almost the same age as Clay as he played his father in a... Our kid, uh, as he's playing his father, which we call Damn, he Robin, he's only 36 years old when he died. He looks so much older. He looked like, dude, yeah, yeah. Dude, they were only nine years apart. He age. got like that. He got that Morgan Freeman uh, issue. Like, Morgan Freeman looked like he was 60 his whole life. I'm blown away, right? I'm blown away. Right? <laughs> he must have had cirrhosis. I'm so lost. <laughs> what would Michael B. Jordan do? Michael B. Jordan is preparing for a role for a Robin oh, Harris biopic. Oh, what will Michael B. Jordan do? Well, first of all, he would choke himself so his eyeballs would pop out the back of his head and then back to the front. Second of all, <laughs> I'm getting trolled right now. But uh, yeah, man, the biopic is going to be called BB's Kids, M- Michael B.B. Jordan's Kids. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Probably tell the makeup artist, hey, you guys need to make sure you hire the person that, that did the makeup for Benjamin Button before I play this role. And then I'm going to come out and act like Brad Pitt is Robin Harris. And I'm going to say, everything's going to be iry, Jamaica. Everything's going to be iry. These baby kids, we don't die. We just multiply. In news this week, Metaverse Company to offer immortality called Live Forever Mode. Somnium Space is developing a way for people to talk to their loved ones even after they die. All it requires is massive amounts of personal data. What do you guys think about that? That's lit, nigga. I'm about to be trolling, nigga. You're going to be trolling, but, but you're going to be dead. That, that's what you think. That's what I'm saying. I'm cool. I'm living. If I'm still trolling you, are you alive? I'm living, baby. This is this is gonna be a Darius's avatar. This is all it's gonna say. Fuck you. Ah. <laughs> Ben's kids will be like, Pop Papa Darius, what how are you? Uh oh, what was it like growing up when you were a child? These are slaves. <laughs> They're all slaves. 
A hundred percent, nigga. I'm trying to be in the gulag forever, nigga. <laughs> you're gonna hear you're gonna hear Ben trolling Adaris while he's trolling you. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> he's gonna be in the background of my recording <laughs> but yeah so five years ago um arthur Saikov, uh his father was diagnosed with aggressive form of cancer it ultimately killed him and he was devastated at the thought of his children growing up never knowing or meeting their grandfather and so that inspired his work to develop a live forever mode guess what jared his grandkids still not gonna be able to meet him his ass is dead <laughs> That's just the same as a fucking recording on a record player. Have you guys seen that show Upload? I I, I watched the the first uh, season with the Andy Allo, the fine ass. Yeah, she's fine. That show is, is super interesting, man. But I would sign I would sign up for that experience, man. Given the chance, I would ask people if they would be trying to kick it in the afterlife. If nothing they could say no, I probably wouldn't do it. If nothing they could say yeah, we all. Yeah, Jared say yes, and I'll be you and him, Adarius. <laughs> we'll be the, the first archetypes of niggas talking shit to each other for living forever. I will tell you this, Jared. I will tell whoever is programming my shit to stay far away from your shit. <laughs> Keep uh, me away from him. He He's a slave. <laughs> Sounds about right. It's a provocative thought, but Aaron, we, we talked about it a little bit. It seems for me like a very privileged thought of like, you know, in, in the show Upload, it was a haves and haves nots. People who are wealthy, they were able to upload your sentience and your consciousness, right? And there was that Johnny Depp movie, I think, and Ryan Reynolds movie where they were like, you know, uploading your mind and your spirit and soul. And so this isn't that. This is not that yet. It's basically just taking plenty of, if, like it's basically watching you with the new AI that is able to learn, this new learning AI is able to learn your mannerisms, able to learn the words you like to use, your speech patterns, your, your idiosyncrasies, and then it's able to mimic them and it says a lot of data. So basically just recording yourself and it recording you for probably thousands of hours. Oh, they're going to want to know some personal shit too. Oh, they're going to know some personal stuff. I'm sure they're going to do some type of like shit where they're going to do a quiz where they're going to see how you, you know, what your decision-making is like. How do you decide, you know, in these like kind of weird situations to kind of say, okay, this person's more of a selfish person. This person's more, you know, selfless or this person is more, you know, into material things or is more into the abstract and, and, and experiences. And so they're going to probably have that to build it out. But it's just going to be crazy to see how this evolves, because once they get that down, you know, they're going to try and actually like get people's like real minds. You know, you got motherfucking Elon Musk doing his goddamn uh, Neuralink shit. And that's just the next gateway into like basically syncing your mind up with a computer program and then taking your literal mind into like, you know, saying computer generated, uh, you know, actions slash, you know, saying recordings and and understandings and building out of a you know how a mind actually works so it'll be interesting man i i do see a future where this turns into something like upload where you're gonna have rich people paying to be basically actually literally their sentience moving on not just a recording and a mimicked creation of us conspiracy brother thinks it's, it's coming soon y'all better watch out small brother am i gonna die in other news california is pushing for a 32-hour work week. A bill introduced would change the work week from a 40-hour work week to a 32-hour work week for companies with 500 employees or more. The bill, AB 2932. It states that 12 hours past a 32-hour work cutoff would require double the normal wage, and workers would not be docked pay for working less than 32 hours. What do you guys think about that? 
First, they need to make sure half these niggas got jobs out here and start robbing people. They're a long way from a 32-hour work week. Foods ain't working now. Yeah, man, you lose eight hours a week, niggas ain't going to have no socks. It was proposed by uh, two Democrats, Christina Garcia and Evan Loeb, and it's being pitched at the federal level also under the Fair Labor Standards Act. About as Gar- good a chance that I got is hooking up with the Kardashian right now. Come on. You know, so many other places are starting to experiment with it and expand it, and places in Europe, Japan is basically mandating it. But uh, Garcia said, we've had the five-day work week since the Industrial Revolution. But we've had a lot of progress in society and we've had a lot of advancements. I think the pandemic right now allows the opportunity to rethink things and reimagine things. The California Chamber of Commerce has called it a job killer and says that it would make hiring more expensive and lead to a drop in jobs across the state, though. So there is pushback against it. Uh, Lowe, the co-author, said the fact of the matter, and many companies are already doing this and in other countries, too. So I think this is the direction we're going. This is going to attract more employees to your company because it's undisputed. Workers are looking for more flexibility. Yeah, what do you guys think about this? Would you guys be down to be working only a four-day work week or 32 hours a week for the same pay? Man, who wouldn't be down? But which employer is going to pay you to do less work? Hey, man, I'm going to pay you more money to do less work. It sounds like Chick-fil-A about to be closed on Sunday and Saturday. (laughs) Yeah, but that's how they do you with inflation. That's how the government, that's how the economy does this all the time. It's like, we're going to take more money from you and give you the same amount of things for it, the same amount of product. Inflation works the exact same way. So, like, let's balance out this inflation bullshit. Just because we're used to it don't mean it's right. Like, we need to get behind this shit, man. We got to support it, say this is amazing, this is beautiful, and it will work because we all going to work. 32 hours, I'm out, three-day weekends, let's go, bitch. That's what we need to do. Positivity, baby. What if your job told you, Jared, we give you a three-day weekend? What if they say, okay, we'll go to four-day work weeks, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, Friday, you work? You know what? I wouldn't necessarily be mad at that. I'd be like, shit, Wednesday, man, Wednesday is my day to take care of all the stuff I want to take care of and just also chill, you know what I'm saying? Hump day. Hump day, baby. No, no, it's not a bad idea, Jared. I'm all for it, but the shit sounds impossible. You see, Aaron, you can't be stuck in the past. You can't be stuck in the past. You got to look at it for what it can no, be. No, I'm not going to sit here and get all juiced up and be over here juiced up. Jerry, you the type of person that put on the condom and you ain't got nobody around to use it with, right? <laughs> I don't play sex when I put on the latex. I ain't going to sit here and get all juiced up over some shit that I know ain't going to happen. Am I the only one aroused right now? In sports news, San Francisco Giants head coach Gabe Kapler had this to say about baseball's unwritten rules. Everybody is competing on a major league baseball field. Doesn't make any sense to have one part of the field stop competing and the other part of the field keep competing. I can't think of a reason why that makes sense. Pitcher on the mound is trying to get you out. Batter at the plate stops competing with all of the tools at his disposal. What's the threshold? One team thinks it's eight runs in the sixth inning. Another team thinks you just keep you know, keep going after it as long as you're early in the game. But there's no real, you know, cutoff point. That's a a tough place to to be. I I don't think that there should be any of that, personally, clearly. Um, But at the same time, I understand that we all have different opinions and vantage points on this. And it's okay. We don't have to see this the same way. What we've always said as a club and what we'll maintain is if we don't want a team to bunt, we will defend the bunt. If we don't want a team to steal, we will defend the steal. If we don't want a team to swing 3-0 late in the game, we'll throw a ball, right? So it's, we have so much control on our side that we don't have to worry about what other teams 
decide to do or or decide not to do. Goddamn Gabe Kapler, man. I hated you until I heard you talk like that. <laughs> exactly. He said exactly what we all been thinking all this time about baseball unwritten rules. To be the coconut oil guy, to fuck up, not do what he was supposed to do in Philadelphia with that team they spent all that money on. And then the takeover managing the Dodgers rival, the Giants, the team I'm supposed to hate, that made me like him a lot more. He was absolutely correct. How are you asked aside not to do what you're supposed to do? Strike their ass out. You get paid just like they get paid. Obviously, you need to cut some people's salary if you down by eight or 10 runs in the, in the, in the sixth inning. The Padres were upset when the Giants were up by nine runs in the sixth inning, Mauricio, Mauricio Dubon laid down a bunt uh, for a hit in the sixth inning while his team was up nine. Ninth inning up 12. I ain't got a problem. You got a job. Get they ass out. I love, They got a job. Get on I, base by any means necessary. Yeah, I loved hitting no matter what. And if I got a chance to hit or I knew I can get on base a certain way, like I just love being on the bases, man. So I me mean, as a baseball player, like if I'm up 20 or I'm down 20, I'm trying to get a hit. I'm trying to get on base and I'm trying to score. That's my, that's what I'm there to do. And that's what makes the game fun, whether you're winning or losing. And if you're losing by a lot, it, you know, you get a little bit of fun back out of it. And if you're up by a lot, it's like, shit, man, today is really our day because you know it might not last. Have fun while you're at it, man. Baseball needs to get, get, get the head out their ass with all these unwritten rules. Unwritten rules ain't shit in baseball. I think the unwritten rules are mainly racially biased ways of trying to make the game less appealing for black players or other players, others to conform and join in the game without seeming even more no, odd. It's like they I already black that skin. was true, Jared, but the problem was the South went ahead and just made some racial rules, right? No, I get that. But it's the, it's the layer of, you have to deconstruct legislation. They, they, they wrote the laws that like separate equal is not constitutionally okay. So now we need to like in, integrate. Everything needs to be integrated equally, but there was so much legislation ahead of time that wasn't able just to just be deconstructed off the bat. Same thing here, like the unwritten rules though, like when they started letting Jackie Robinson's in, these unwritten rules are forms of unwritten legislation though, that need to be deconstructed. And finally somebody in 2020 motherfucking two, after years of this disconnect between Latin players or players from other countries where baseball is celebrated and more fun, are struggling because these you know homegrown good old boy Americans are all like, you don't play ball that way. And it's like, bruh, like, you guys are perpetuating this old legislation that was meant to keep others out. It's like, y'all just buying into it. Y'all ain't racist? Y'all definitely racist. Maybe not bigoted, but you're racist because you're buying into racist uh, methodologies to make it hard for other people to join this game. So fuck unwritten rules. Uh, Pedro is here. Pedro is here. He's on the road. Where where art thou, Pedro? I'm in the foothills of Southern California. Is, are there white people there? Yeah, plenty of white people. Okay. Plenty of uh, electric cars. Okay. Oh, oh so there. I just ran over something. In other news, Cam Newton came out last week and said this. I had a, a perfect, a perfect example of what a man was in my life by my father. Mm -hmm. My parents have been together for 36, 37 years now, and it's, and it's a beautiful thing. Uh, I grew up in a three-parent household, my mom, my father, and my grandmother. And uh, I knew what a woman was, not a bad bitch. Okay, what's the difference? A woman. Okay. A bad bitch is a person who's just, you know, girl, I'm a bad bitch. You know, I'm doing yeah. this, I'm doing that. I, 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 I looked apart, but I don't act apart. Okay. You know, and it's a lot of 
women who are bad bitches, and I say bitches in, in, in a way not to degrade a woman, but just to 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 go off the aesthetic of what they deem is a boss chick. Mm-hmm. Now, a woman for me is handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of like, I'm a boss bitch, like I'm a this, I'm a dad. No, baby, like, but you can't cook. Okay. You don't know, you don't know when to be quiet. You don't know how to allow a man to lead. Was Cam Newton wrong to say what he said about women? And should this affect his opportunities moving forward to get back into the league? I'm, I'm going to say this. He put a slit up his mouth. He sounded like someone that was either my father's age or older from the South. It's like, damn, Cam. I mean, I guess he is from the South, right? No, where the fuck is he from? I don't know. That's some Southern way of thinking, but from the 1940s and 50s. He's from Atlanta, Georgia. So that sounds like something from Atlanta. Future from out there, so it ain't too bright. Does it affect? Yeah, hell yeah, it should affect. If he's stupid enough to go say this on a, on a podcast that's being recorded, not just audio, but video too, and stand by what he say, knowing what today's age is and where we are as far as equal rights to women. Sound like he just want a woman butt naked, cooking, and then go put her legs open in the bed. Uh, I think I've said that a lot on this podcast, though, so I can't really fault Cam Newton for what he said. You might have said it, and then we heard your wife go off on you, and your mom come in there and tell you what the fuck to do. You know, after watching it, I wasn't that thrown off by it i think i think there's more nuance to what he's trying to explain but i think he's what the fuck jared where the fuck you get that from you over here adding shit in between the lines I'm trying, really hey hold on hold on i'm trying to defend the south for you right now aaron you always talk about jared you just think country around white people from the south or southern mentality that's southern mentality right now nah, i'm trying nah, to white i am trying south. to use my wokeness to defend your southern uh, uh, sensibilities that you always defended, Aaron. So hold but on. But he young. He didn't grow up. That ain't the sensibilities yeah, he, as much He's in anymore. his 30s now. But the thing is, if he grew up with parents that are a little bit older, you know what I'm saying, in their mid to late 60s or 70s, or even your parents' age, Aaron, right? He grew up with his grandma yeah. in the household. Like, these are the, you could say, certain religious, but also certain family values that he was taught. Those things being instilled in you, like, I'm not going to fault him for, for be, believing that. Now, is he saying that women can't get a job or shouldn't get equal pay? No. But is this along the lines of something that would perpetuate he or said, support? follow the male in the house and know when to be quiet and cook, Jerry. That's no, some, that's no, some, no, no. That's some anti-feminist that. going backwards. That, that was his exact words. He said, know how to cook. He did not say it in that order. And he said he it. Say what? He did not say it in that order. You, you're sounding like he a said, real... You sound like a he real said, feminist. Follow the man. Play the shit again. He All said, right. follow the man. No, let a man lead, which is not saying oh, follow said, a man. You need to follow, and, and I wish I wish the WNBA would follow the man. <laughs> okay. You know, and it's a lot of women who are bad bitches. And I say bitches in, in, in a way not to degrade a woman, but just to, <laughs> yeah. to, to go off the aesthetic of what they deem is a boss chick. Mm-hmm. Now, a woman for me is handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of like, I'm a boss bitch, like I'm a this, I'm a dad. No, baby, like, but you can't cook. Okay. You, mm-hmm. don't, know, you don't know when to be quiet. You mm-hmm. don't know how to allow a man to lead. What I'm getting from that, Aaron, is that, He's saying, yes, he has a maybe an older 
expectation of what a, a male female or a man and woman's you know relationship should be like in the dynamic but he's just saying like no one to let a man lead who wants a woman that can cook i'm not saying he's super articulate and being able to like really tie it all together what i'm getting from it is that He's saying, hey, this is the model that I was grow- that I grew up around. My parents, they've been married. They love each other for this long. And this is the dynamic they set forth for me. And this is what it should look like. And it's not that women can't talk. He said, no one to be quiet. Just like when a man knows when they need to, need to shut up too. It goes both ways. I think it goes both ways. Hey, maybe he should say that. He's just saying, this is what like I want out of a woman. And he said the whole thing about bad bitches. And like that's like a thing where like, it's a self-identified for certain people, you know, or it's a mantra, it's a song, part of like the culture, you know saying? And like, what is a bad bitch? And he's just like, he's not the person that necessarily is gonna be the greatest at breaking down what it means. But he's also talking about like, he's probably been around a lot of women who are what you would call bad bitches. Like the way he was able to flip and be like, I'm a bad bitch. Like he's mimicking what he's probably heard being Cam Newton, Heisman Trophy winner, Super Bowl runner up, face of a franchise and face of football. He's getting all this superficial world in front of him and really he just wants something that he can identify with and he's not getting so, that yeah, so it's, it's a white guy at- said white guy said hey you know i got a lot of black friends i'm more uh, you know i'm wondering why they do certain things you know and it's not really for all black people you know but i'm thinking about the ones that like you know the niggas and, and i don't mean that in a disrespectful way anytime you got to say with i don't mean in a disrespectful way or with all due respect it means you're insulting somebody. Well, he was just quoting the bad bitch. And I, I, I saw him just saying bad bitches. You know, he yeah. started off by saying, you know, these bitches. And I don't mean bitches in a disrespectful way. You know, he said bad bitches. He didn't bitches. say the bad bitch. The ones, he Aaron, didn't say. Aaron, he, you are sounding the, the like The women that Aaron identify right as bad bitches, as okay. boss bitches, yeah. or boss bitches. He said, you know, these bitches. He's talking, he's talking about, he did not say these bitches, bro. Gary, you didn't grow up in a family full of women, man. <laughs> that shit wouldn't fly. What he said would not fly. Pedro also got a household full of black women. That shit would not right. fly. Oh uh, yes, anything, anything will fly if I let it. Because they can't, none of them beat me up. You know why? Because I'm a man. <laughs> Come on, man. tell me, he didn't just say that. High Score 510 fam, this is DJ Art, and I just have a little message for you. I would like to tell you about our friends over at Newsly, an audio app for iOS and Androids. It picks up web articles, the most trending topics on the web, and reads them to you in a natural, beautiful human voice. Message. Browse topics of your choice, from sports to science, Bitcoin, and even the Kardashians. Curate your own playlist, and Newsly allows your internet readings to become an audio experience. Message. Newsly even has podcasts. Explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries, including iScore 510. Download and use Newsly for all your listening needs from www.newsly.me or click the link in our description. And be sure to use the promo code HighScore510. That will get you a free premium subscription for one month. It's about time you stop scrolling and start listening. Your mind, it is like a gun. And you want to load it up with little, itty, bitty bullets of knowledge. Message! Kyrie Irving had a run-in with Boston fans. And he had this to say about flicking them off and talking shit. Where I'm from, you know, I'm used to all these antics and people being close nearby. 
Um, you know, it's nothing new when I come into this building, what it's going to be like, but it's the same energy they have for me, and I'm going to have the same energy for them. And it's not every fan. I don't want to attack every fan, every Boston fan, but, um, you know, when people start yelling pussy and bitch and fuck you and all this stuff, it's but so much you can take uh, as a competitor. And, uh, you know, we're the ones expected to be docile and be humble and take a humble approach. Nah, fuck that's the playoffs. This is what it is. You know, I have I know what to expect in here, and it's the same energy I'm giving back to them. It is what it is. I'm not really focused on it. It's fun. You know what I'm saying? And like, this isn't my first time in TD Garden. So what you guys saw and what you guys think is as entertainment or the fans think is entertainment, all is fair in competition, you know? So if some somebody's going to call me out of my name, I'm going to look at them straight in the eye and see if they really bout it. Most of the time they're not. What do you think about? Ain't that? he from Boston? Can't say where I'm from. Ain't he from Boston? No, I think he's from like Jersey. Did his dad like play for the Celtics for a little bit though? He's born in Australia. He's Australian, guys. Man, this we're talking about trying to see. I uh, look him in their eyes and see if they with it. Dude, you getting paid millions of dollars, man. NBA playoffs is back in full swing. You guys, uh, you guys, you guys stand with Kyrie against Boston, or are you guys siding with Boston here though? That's my question. I mean, it's just a few fans. I feel sorry more for the other people sitting by those fans more than I feel for him. He get paid a lot of money to play. You got to be professional, man. I thought it was a little distasteful, but I kind of liked seeing him put double middle fingers on the back of his head while not looking at people. That was that reminded me of like elementary, middle school shit. Like when you want to flick somebody off. And you know the funny thing about it is this uh, fool acting like he got caught. Man, Jackie Robinson, this was this took place two days after Jackie the MLB celebrated Jackie Robinson Day. A guy that got called all kind of crazy shit, spit on. And this fool can't take a fucking two hours of a couple of fans yelling shit, man. I don't want to hear this shit, man. What did they yell? What did they actually say? Did they call him a nigger? He said they called him. No, he said they called him a pussy and a bitch. You know, same uh, thing your wife called you in bedtime, Pedro. Yeah, she did, actually did 20 years ago, but not no more. They can make you slap somebody. Yeah, I, I thought they was like, I thought they was calling them the N-word because you know how Boston is. They can be really, but pussy, bitch. Yeah, man. It, it, people on the court call them that. So why are you so hostile? I, 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 don't, I don't get these new cats, man. Cam Newton would have called him the same thing to his face. I don't know why he tripping. Um, right, <laughs> Cam Newton would have called him a bitch and then told him to cook afterwards. <laughs> yeah. For real. I, I stand with Kyrie against Boston because fuck Boston, by the way. That's shout out to Boston sponsorship and all that good stuff, but fuck Boston. I stand with Kyrie. That's my boy. Hey Kyrie, middle fingers, next fine, one fifty thousandth of it is on me. Y'all connected because both of y'all got ancient alien tattoos. <laughs> He also got some native in him, too. He also a little on edge because he's been doing Ramadan, he said. This motherfucker don't know who the fuck he is. Jerry, why don't you start defending his ass since you like defending the ignorant-ass, dumb-ass people? The, he should be you know, your number one defendant. I am defending Kyrie Irving right now. The same person that burns sage and celebrate Ramadan at the same time and probably go out and get a pork sausage after the game. We'll see what happens with the Boston and the Kyrie thing. This It's getting spicy, but that, that leads me into more of the playoffs. The playoffs, NBA playoffs is here. The Warriors are playing the Nuggets, and it looks like they have a commanding lead after two blowout wins. What do you think the Warriors' ceiling is in this playoffs, and do you think they can get back to the finals? Yeah, they got a chance to win the whole thing. I'm actually surprised how Clay Thompson has been playing at the end of the season. Now, I'm glad to see it. Why are you surprised by it? 
He's been out for two man, years. Man, man, he had two opposite injuries. He had an injury on one leg and an injury on another. That usually doesn't uh, bode well when it comes to recovery. But it, it, I'm just, I'm just impressed, man. He's, he's shooting that rock. He's not winded like he was, like you know, towards the middle season. I mean, he lit that last game. He lit, <laughs> lit the Pelicans up. I was loving it. The Warriors are looking uh, quite impressive. And and one thing that I thought was really going to be interesting was how well this team, you know, molded together with Steph, Clay, and Draymond not really having played meaningful minutes or any stretch of games in the last two whole seasons. Basically it's been two years since the last time they were all healthy together playing at a peak peak level. And that was with KD on the team and KD hurt, right? This is, this is where we get to see like, and I've been, I've been going back and forth to my buddies who are, you know, super avid NBA fans, shout out to uh, John Vail and, and Rahil. But I told them Steph Clay and Draymond have as much to prove in this playoffs to me personally as as they did five years ago, six years ago. No. Um, yeah, they no. do. No. Because if we look at them ascending to becoming the top team in, in basketball was something to prove. And that's a given year, you could be the best team in basketball and win, right? But then it was like, well, is this team good enough to be a dynasty? And they picked up KD, Aaron. So playing to your argument about them not actually getting to prove their type of- People keep trying to- Hold on, 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 Aaron. No, I'm bringing your own argument back to you and reflecting it so you can you can hear what I'm saying. But you've said that he ruined that process for you to be able to see them as, a, as a, if they were going to be a true dynasty. And it's over. The yeah. process was over. The process. That was, is- that was three years ago, man. That process yeah. is over. Because you know what? It was ruined already. Everyone's trying to act like, oh, no, but- no, we reset it. We reset. Like that shit didn't happen. It happened. It was ruined. No, it happened. It's too but- late. No, no, it's but, someone, someone pissed in the pie. It's through it. But I'm not saying that that I, I, I agree that that tarnished that teams or that cores, Draymond, Steph and Clay ability to say, hey, we were a dynasty and we were able to run and with this core and be a championship caliber team. Like, what is it like? They can still say it. They just no, people don't respect them for it. No, no. I, and I agree on that, Aaron. That's what I'm saying It's like we can agree on that. But the, the thing is now it's just them. It's them three. They're the three alphas again. It's their team. But they they lost for three fucking years, and they, they lost were able for to two years. Up. They lost for and they're able years. to load up, man. And they're able they to load really, up. I don't know how they loaded get, up. Well, because they, they got up? young talent, and because these fools basically gave up and were like, "Oh, we're not playing," and we got these people out. Steph basically missed a whole year. Clay missed two whole years. That's what they did. And these people were able to sit there and develop their game more. And I, I give it up to the worst. They got a good culture. They can bring Wiggins in and say, no, we don't need you to be this. We need you to play harder defense and score this many points instead of trying to score that many. I give it up to the worst for that. I just don't want people using my words, trying to use my words against me. That shit has already been ruined, man. I'm telling you, for years, I, you get to watch a championship team. Mm-hmm. They win a title. And then the next year, they're always a little bit weaker. But they still either put forth their best effort. They got the championship moxie. We didn't get to see it. It was ruined by KD. They could call themselves a dynasty in a modern day. That is a dynasty. It's true. I don't think they have anything to prove now. I mean, to me, it's, it's almost like they, they didn't get to do a hard reset. They got to do what other teams didn't get to do, which is the ability to not make the playoffs for two years and have a built-in excuse where it's like, okay, 
oh, we're okay with you not making the playoffs, right? If Shaq and Kobe didn't make the playoffs after they won those three titles, they didn't make the playoffs next year, they would have got fucking ridiculed but if, and talked shit out of the league. But if Shaq but, but, or Kobe had gotten injured, Aaron, that's the level of injury exactly, that they exactly. dealt with. Aaron, 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 injuries are part of the fucking game. Injuries are part of the game. I hate when people, everything in basketball, we have this built-in excuse for injuries. All right, but hold on, hold on. If Shaq or Kobe had gotten hurt, it would have been a mighty big excuse for them not to make the playoffs yeah, next that's a year, big, bro. That's a big and they big made the play they without the playing games, they would have made the playoffs last year. So yeah, one year they were bad because Steph and Clay basically missed the majority of the year. And then the next year they made the playing game where they were the seventh seed or the eighth seed. They would have been in under traditional rules, but they created a new playing system. So yeah, they would have made the playoffs. So like that kind of moves that point. If Shaq or Kobe had gotten hurt. Yeah, that's a reason not to make the playoffs. Here's a crazy thing. I'm about to break something off to you. Lakers' first title. Kobe got hurt. Missed the game in the finals. Played okay. like shit the other two games after that. We're not he talking about up and down the court. We're talking about injuries where you can come back 24 hours later, dog. We're talking I mean, about he like, came back, but he was no, shitty in his comeback. No, hold on, Aaron, he scored Aaron, like nine points in one game and 14 in another. He was shitty. Aaron, can I, Aaron, can I say this? Listen, I obviously disagree with Aaron uh, Graydon. But Aaron, I'll just I won't I won't like rebut I won't rebut everything you're saying. I, I actually think some of what you're saying is valid. But I will stand on this. The fact that they are in third place in the West with Draymond, Steph, half of Clay, because remember Clay only played maybe a fifth of this season. With that said, man, the Warriors prove now more than ever that they're a dynasty, they're not tarnished. They're strong, and they're building with a bunch of characters who are like, you know, Juan Castanos, <laughs> Toscanos. There's not too many. He's good. He's good. I'll give him that. Jordan Poole is exceptional. They don't really have a cast around them, bro. So, like. I think they're I deep. Think, I think they're deep. You're, you're tripping. When they, with the I think they're just as deep talent. as when they first won the title. They're the young talent. But their depth is, their depth is exactly as developed. It's young. It's not like what they had, bro. They had. They still got some old niggas. Wow. I think they are deeper and more athletic and more talented than the first team that won. I think they're maybe more dynamic offensively, but I think that they're less versatile as an entire team. They have to win with what they they know they can win with right now. They don't don't have the ability to just less skilled. Yeah, they are more athletic. I will. You're you're probably right about that. They less skilled than that original team. More athletic, but less skilled. I mean, think about think about. Iguodala in that in that first championship year run, bro. He was like as slow as he is now, but was really calculated, like super yes. calculated. So You're right, because they had Sean Levison, who was very skilled. And they had Barbosa, my boy Barbosa, who lost his speed, but he was still skillful. You're right. You're right. They were more you know skilled. That, back they, they they were pride in that like way of movement. I mean, they had they had two big they had a, pass. But I think right now the fact that that core three is able to do the things that they're doing with a new team of developing cast members. Mm. It's like, think about it. It took the Warriors as that core five seasons. They're doing it in two. I don't want to take away from anything they've done this year. They've been a remarkable team. I just don't want people using my words and acting like this is the, this isn't the team that came off of losing LeBron James. Every time you see teams, especially since the nineties, when you win, you lose a little something. Players get players get paid. Players want to get paid. Even if it's someone like not so great, but he still added depth, like Tyrone Lue. Tyrone Lue made money off of Garden Iverson for five minutes, right? He had one good five-minute stretch, maybe a couple in another game, but he kind of got lit up. But they were like, oh, he's a decent defender. He's smart. Guess what? 
he goes signed for a three-year deal with Orlando for like 24 million, something he wasn't, shouldn't have made. And so you see teams get weaker. The Warriors didn't get weaker and it wasn't their fault. No one did nothing wrong. No one they broke any laws. They, they lost players. No one broke any unwritten rules. They lost players after their title loss. They lost players, but then they ganked the second best player in the NBA. Kevin Durant brought on two straight titles, almost won a third if they didn't get hurt, right? That's why I agree with you, Aaron, that that, that tarnished, because this core, this, these three guys, and we, uh, we've talked about these three guys before extensively. But I'm saying these three guys should be going at it with some old-ass, shitty-ass player on their squad, but no, they're going at it with some young, great, developed talent because of their culture also. I don't want to take away from their culture. They helped develop Jordan Poole, mm. but they also got shitload of draft picks here. That is shitload of draft picks. They got a couple picks that are it that are playing wild. for them or not playing. One of them's not even playing. But I'll say no. One's not playing, but it's still wild. It's what still I, this yeah. isn't a normal situation. No, but you have an unnormal circumstance to have these three players drafted the same team that reach their peak of complementary elite skill sets, and it's complementary elite skill sets that allow them to be so dynamic and just like overwhelming. And to see them doing this. You know, even with Jordan, Jordan Poole, like, you know, alleviating the stress of like, are the Warriors going to be able to do this by being lights out the first two games, right? Being lights out so far this I mean, series. But you're also not giving credit to Denver, whose team is fucking hurt. No, no, and they still made the playoffs. They still made the playoffs. Right, but but with, what I'm saying, where the Warriors didn't make the playoffs for two years, Denver's still making the playoffs. They went out their, their, their second and third best player for fucking the whole year, dude. But their number one best player who's uh, MVP has not missed any games exactly. in five years. And he's, exactly. and he's, yeah, he's yeah so he pulled years. it all. Yeah. He pulled it all together, man. No whiskey, no yeah, that's tight. I'm no saying, excuses, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just... Let me no see. excuses. I'm talking about this, this, this singularity of these players, Aaron. Three players that are unique and their unique abilities all together are creating a unique era in this sport. Seeing them on the front end of it and seeing them develop to win their first title was tight. That was like pinnacle, like man, I saw a title. And then when they, when they brought KD in, it was like, oh shit, like there's no point to watch. Yeah. They're gonna dominate. But now they don't have KD. I, I, didn't watch these guys. I didn't watch any of the I didn't watch any of them playoff series with KD. I oh, think yeah. I watched the first series where remember where uh McCollum said we're trying Jennifer? Yeah. I watched that series. <laughs> because all he the tried. Stuff yeah, and, and no, I mean, but, but that's the thing, that Aaron, 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 I, need you to, I need you to get out of those emotions right now and just listen, because maybe this will help you a little bit, it just so you can see something, and like maybe it'll make you want to see what the Warriors can do, because you're getting to see these three guys who are at a later stage in their career. They're not the young guys who are fighting their way. They're the established guys, but they haven't been able to play together. Now they're finally able to play together, man, and they're finally going to say, hey, is what they really had that elite to where they can go through, they might have to go through KD. And Kyrie, they might have to go through Giannis, who might be the, the new general of the league and, and have the, you know, have all the titles potentially. Or they got to go through the Suns and the Chris Paul story. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, it's tight to see these three dudes at this stage now basically in a reset. Two years apart, Jordan won his three titles, went to go play baseball. If the Warriors win a title this year, if they were to win the title with this team, which they have probably a few, maybe a couple more years left to actually be healthy and good enough, like then that that erases the, the KD years for me. If they win a title... No, nothing can erase it. See, that's the thing no, I'm no, trying no, to get no, at no, here. Stop it, erasing history. Win a title. you got CTR! What the fuck? He just said CTR. Oh, he said CTR! I just got it. <laughs> People want to ask me all the time why I'm running. I'm sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of them want to teach CTR in, in school 
critical race theory. Can you tell me what that means? What the hell no. is CTR? No, no. Does yeah. anybody know what that means? It doesn't erase the fact that Draymond Green was in the car after losing to LeBron after a 73-win team in there crying, calling up KD and calling up Bob Myers and saying, we got to get him. Hopping on a private jet to Nantucket or wherever the fuck they went. Martha's Vineyard, that's where they went to get him. Mm -hmm. Can't erase that, Jared. No, you can't I'm not saying that. If you were no. a 73-win team and you went out and it, it'd be one no. thing if KD sought you out. I am not looking at those him out. This is the problem. Those I, three guys are on. on the fucking plane, Jared. I'm not looking at, the, I'm not counting those titles, Aaron. I'm, I'm almost like, that's a they void count. That's to the back And end. what is CTR? When I, when I grew up, we all American. Me, Draymond, Steph, Clay, uh, Andre Bedrins. We're all American. It don't matter what color we are. <laughs> we American. Right, In Trump? School. I still play for you Jersey Generals, don't I? In school. <laughs> to round it all up, I agree with you about, and, and, and I was I was like identifying with you being us, upset and frustrated when the Warriors got KD. I, I was ruined down. basketball. No, no. And, and I agree with that. I agree. It, it ruined basketball to, to a severe degree for a couple of years, right? The team that I got to watch become a great team and then wasn't able to. Uh oh, y'all, y'all lagging. I'm lagging. I'm probably lagging. I'm listening. Oh, I'm listening. The team that I got to see become that then was interrupted by a period where KD came and like it was fun to watch for a little while, but I didn't really pay much attention because it's like they're going to win title for three seasons, right? And then they had the injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now these three guys are finally back where it's just them. It's been five seasons since it's just been. But it's these not three just guys. them. But I know. But I would say that Sean Livingston, Andrew Bogut, David Lee, uh, Barbosa, Harrison Barnes, Igadala. Well, they have Igadala now, older Igadala. But those five different players are not on this team anymore. So they've had to develop some. And they got Andrew Wiggins in a trade. They signed Bielisa. They the made injuries a help develop them. But. Right now, you get to see the three alphas again, this three complementary, excellent parts in unison, hopefully. But we'll let's not act like the, the, no, the no, other guys are chopped liver, though. Jim. I'm not saying Those other guys will be, Aaron, if Aaron, you put Aaron, any of those Aaron, other guys on Denver, to, they no, will no. start over everybody and okay, say, yo, but no, Jokic, but, Joker. But what I'm saying is that, Aaron, you get to see these three parts finally and see the test. Are they able to run at full efficiency again? And the three of them, are they good enough to be the best that's the question that has to be answered and i would say there is doubt in that because it's been five years six years since they lost to lebron that one since they proved that they were the best as just them three with the other complementary parts which I understand Aaron, what you're in 2015 saying. and 16 the complementary parts were just as good if not better than what they have now you can't I understand argue that. What you're I understand what you're saying my 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 thing about it is just fuck kevin durant for ruining basketball Can I go to shout outs? Can I go to shout outs? Uh, is a segment where the show one where everyone gets a chance to rant, complain, or talk about something that's pissing them off. You could also highlight something positive in the world. Cutty corner shout outs. Cutty corner shout outs. It's time. It's, it's time. It's time. We're burning down. God, if you listen, help. So cold and bleeding now, now, now. I meant what it meant. Gonna let you down. <laughs> Darius, have you heard Brandon's new uh, jingle? No, he got a jingle. No, the Mr. Varnetto's Neighborhood. You heard that one, right? I don't think you heard Mr. No. Varnetto's Neighborhood. You never heard of Mr. Varnetto's Neighborhood? He has a 
He has a jingle where he uh, gets to talk about neighborhood issues and give, you know, neighborly advice. Oh, we're here for another installment of Mr. Varnado's Neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Brandon's got some neighbors. Could, would you, could you shit in my yard? Oh, yes. Won't you be? My nigga. Sound like a pet, uh, me and Brandon both agree. It sounds like a pedophile Mr. Rogers song. <laughs> it's probably my favorite jingle of yours, Jared. That's that's A1. Wow. wow. Well, anyway, so uh, Cutty <laughs> Cutty Corner shoutouts. Aaron, do you have a Cutty Corner shout-out? My Cutty Corner shout-out goes out to Pedro, Brandon. And Jared, all all of them, not Adarius, because Adarius wasn't in on this changing time. In fact, Adarius actually tried to work with every time that got changed this week. First of all, Jared told me our fantasy draft on Sunday wasn't going to take that long, even though it's an auction baseball draft of large rosters and 14 people in it. Just to let you know, I stayed on to the very end because I wanted to let him know what time shit in. It ended exactly four hours and seven minutes was the fantasy draft. Four hours and seven minutes when it ended. And then he proceeded to say, all right, Aaron, let's do this podcast. I go on, I walk the dog, reset my computer, get everything ready to go, get my food. I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. And all of a sudden, me and Jared just sitting there on the podcast by ourselves for about a good 20 minutes. So I got to stare at Jared hair while he looking at his damn phone. Then all of a sudden, we get texts from Brandon and Pedro that say, can't make it today. Came all super late. Can't make it today. Easter. Easter. None of them got on a church in a long time. What's wrong with y'all niggas? What's wrong with you? That's my Cutty Corner shout out this week. It's the high score 510 Cutty Corner shout out. Everyone on it gets one, including myself. I don't remember a time with Jared Webber lying to you niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Darius, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Yeah, actually, I've been waiting for this, man. I actually called on the show today just to get this off my chest. My Cutty Corner shout out this week goes to the car maker, Dodge. I don't know if they're responsible or if it's the whole umbrella on the niggas who make the Dodges. But y'all got to stop it with this Hellcat mumbo jumbo. All right. Stop it with the Hellcat. Stop it with everything being a Hellcat. I was in traffic the other day. And I've seen these Hellcats. I saw a Charger Hellcat. I've seen a Challenger Hellcat. Very aggressive, very fast. And they would honestly whip your ass in a car race. The other day I was in traffic and I'm looking at a motherfucker in a minivan. He look at me, I look at him. He proceeds in traffic to go 195 miles per hour in a minivan. As soon as he steps on the gas, you hear, the shit sounds like a motherfucking transformer activated. And from there, he proceeds to wiggle in and out of traffic going 210 miles per hour. I don't know how fast this nigga was going, but it's the fastest, fastest I've ever seen a nigga ever drive a minivan. And I looked up his car later. This nigga has a Hellcat Pacifica. You niggas are crazy! It's a minivan. Why are you putting 735 horses in a minivan? Stop it. Your kids don't need to get to school that fast. People, we got to talk to God! That's my cutting corner shout out, Dodge. You're going to kill somebody. You're going to kill 
a bunch of white kids going to soccer practice, I swear, you better stop it. I know you don't like it, but you need to stop shucking and jiving. We got a problem. Pedro, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Yeah, I'd like to give my Cutty Corner shout out to Adarius for uh, cussing out a Hellcat. And actually believing the, the internet, uh, that, that Hellcat minivan was probably fabricated by somebody. That wasn't made by Dodge. My second cut and quarter shout out, the Arizona Department of Transportation, or Arizona DOT, for allowing the guy that recklessly ran into my motherfucking truck to drive home. But I, I guess in Arizona, you don't have to have insurance. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I, you're a black you a black boy. Yeah. Not having insurance. Yep. Runs into me recklessly. And they let him drive off. I know a lot of stuff last week was edited, Jared, so I'm just gonna call this guy a young kid that was trying to come up on a scam. <laughs> yeah, we're not, not gonna we're not gonna call him. We're not going to call them no street gangs that might murder us all. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, Thank you I, for that. God, I, don't, I don't have no fun. You ain't never lived unless a gangster chasing you. My Cutty Corner shout out goes out to Kim Kardashian for calling Kanye West crying about their son seeing an ad for her sex tape on the internet. He was farting in bathtubs, laughing your ass off. <laughs> Didn't even know that happened. Would have been nice to get through life not knowing that. Apparently Saint uh, was on Roblox and somebody on the Roblox had made an ad for Kim Kardashian's sex tape. And he thought it was hilarious until Kim saw it and she was devastated. But no worry, it was all captured on their TV show. So go on Hulu and check it out. Shout out sponsorship. But regardless of which, bitch, what did you expect? Your kids should not be on the internet. You are one of the main reasons why the internet got so filthy. You wonder why he gonna see your naked ass, your fat, thick, juicy, big titted. A buxom woman with, with big breasts. On the internet, you think he ain't gonna see that, man? And then you gonna call Kanye? Let Pete Davidson deal with this. You your new baby daddy? Let Pete Davidson and his and his weird ass vape pen in hand talk to the kids about what happened. He's like, you want to see what happened to me when I saw my mom having sex for the first time? It's what this tattoo on my inner thigh is for. That's probably what he'll say. He's a fucking idiot. He's kind of funny sometimes, but he's a fucking idiot. But I'm not even black. I'm made of chocolate. <laughs> a lightly story. Let me tell you something. These streets are going to eat you alive, you chocolatey nigga. So, Kim Kardashian, get your shit together. <laughs> you didn't expect to see you have your kids know and see about you. you built your whole goddamn empire. Auntie and auntie and other auntie and other auntie are all rich because of my ass getting rammed from behind by Ray J. You didn't know that, baby? You didn't know how we made our, our millions? Oh, oh, honey. It was a fruitful video. Let's just say that.
Jared uh, deserves a kind of shout out for that choker he got on right now. Yeah, the whole setup. This nigga look like Sade's backup singer. The only, you know what, Jerry? Make sure you post a picture of what you're wearing in this the us right now on the Zoom. Then people understand, and we won't get canceled for why Pedro said what he said. <laughs> oh, we understand now. This motherfucker over here looking like a mix between Shalimar, Mickey Free, and somebody on the Bad Boys of L.A. Oh, oh, speaking of that, uh, real quick, uh, shout out to Kurt Franklin's son. He was arrested for a murder. <laughs> oh, it, well, he had the car of somebody car. who had gone missing and is presumed dead. <laughs> Driving in a car. <laughs> I doubt he murdered somebody. He probably just bought the car. Who knows? I'm probably sleeping with the dude. Who knows? I don't know. I saw I saw him fighting in that one clip. He didn't murder nobody. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Like I said, it might be somebody he's sleeping with about to murder somebody. And be like, oh, borrow my car this weekend. Nah, I, I'd be like, your honor, check. If I was his lawyer, I'd be like, I said, exhibit A. Check. Exhibit A. Andrew C. Caldwell. And it's done. Andrew C. Caldwell showed to the court. That nigga ain't a murderer no more. He been done I am delivered. He did say that with a little bit of boy bass in his voice, Jared. Andrew C. Carl was like, I will represent you if you tell me these things. I said, women, I'm not gay. I would not date a man. I would not tear a purse. I would not put on makeup. I will, I will love a woman. You got the, the isolated sound, but you got the one that sound like he's just talking to you, Jared. Yeah. <laughs>